0: Welcome to Noble Brilliance. I'm your host Steve Sanders. This week we are in our fourth episode in this series where we're looking at the book of Ruth. Last week we discovered this insistent devotion that Ruth had toward her mother-in-law Naomi which resulted in Ruth following Naomi as family back to Bethlehem. The beginning of our passage today starts off exactly where we left off last week, as the two of them are beginning this journey. So we're going to start reading in Ruth chapter 1, verse 18. All the readings today are from the net version. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped trying to dissuade her. So the two of them journeyed together until they arrived in Bethlehem. When they entered Bethlehem, the whole village was excited about their arrival. The women of the village said, Can this be Naomi? But she replied to them, Don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, because the Sovereign One has treated me very harshly. I left here full, but the Lord has caused me to return empty-handed. Why do you call me Naomi, seeing that the Lord has opposed me and the Sovereign One has caused me to suffer? So Naomi returned accompanied by her Moabite daughter-in-law, Ruth, who came back with her from the region of Moab. Now they arrived in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. When they finally arrive in Bethlehem, we get the impression that many there considered this to be a joyous event. The whole village shows excitement to see Naomi, and this also suggests that Naomi may have been well-liked, and perhaps Elimelech and Naomi were people of significance in the society there. We don't know how long Naomi was gone from Bethlehem, but we know it was at least ten years. The women of the village questioning whether this was really Naomi or not suggest she may have been gone for longer than this, perhaps so long that the other women weren't even sure it was her. But Naomi quickly confirms her identity and then corrects them by suggesting a new name. As is often the case, there is more to this than meets the eye in our English Bibles. Naomi is a name that means pleasantness or delight. And the name she gives the women, Mara, means bitter. Naomi is making her unhappiness clear to everyone. Imagine for a moment seeing Ruth, the daughter-in-law, devoted to Naomi, standing by watching Naomi experiencing such lowness in spirit. Now, Naomi gives the name Mara because... The Sovereign One had treated her harshly. The Hebrew name for God in this instance is Shaddai, or Shaddai as we sometimes pronounce it in English. The meaning of this name of God is actually a bit unclear, but it's most often translated in our English Bibles as the Almighty. Of course, here in the net version, they translate it as the Sovereign One. Some even suggest it means the Mountain of God. But I want to suggest that there might have been another meaning here for Naomi. If the word was derived from the root word Shadad, which is a possibility, then this would actually mean the destroyer, which would go along with Naomi's perception of her life at this point. I don't think she would have been using this term in any way disrespectfully towards God, if that's the meaning she intended. I think she is just plainly stating that her life has fallen apart. Now, I think in verse 21 we continue to support this thinking. As Naomi tells the women that she left Bethlehem blessed or full, and now she returns empty handed, a childless widow, she reiterates that the sovereign one, or as we just discovered, potentially the destroyer, has caused her to suffer. We end here with a glimmer of hope, though. You'll recall that Elimelech took Naomi and their sons to Moab because of a famine in Bethlehem. Verse 22 supports what we read earlier in verse 6, that the famine is over. As Naomi and Ruth arrive in Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest, which may also be symbolic of the coming end of the famine in Naomi's life, too now it's symbolic of something else as josephus the jewish historian notes the barley harvest would begin on the second day of the feast of unleavened bread now it's on this day that the israelites would offer up a sheaf of the first fruits which was barley to the lord after which time they could begin their harvest Now, this is supported in the Jewish Targum, which states, They came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the day of the Passover. And on that day, the children of Israel began to reap the wave sheaf, which was of barley. Next week, we're going to move on to chapter 2, where we'll be introduced to another main character in this story, one you've all heard of, Boaz. Now, you may want to read ahead through chapter 2 to begin to see the shifting of the story. Do you know anybody who might enjoy these short, to-the-point podcasts that dig into the Bible? If so, I'd appreciate it if you'd share a link to the podcast with them. While they can find it on all the major podcast platforms, you can just point them to our website, which is com. That's N-O-B-L-E-B-E-R-E-A-N-S dot com. Just like the Noble brains of Acts chapter 17. Also, if you're liking the podcast, would you consider rating the show or leaving a review? I'd really appreciate it, and that really helps others to find out what we're doing here. Remember, you can listen on our website, which is podcast.nobleboreans.com, and we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcast platforms. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, you can find a link to that in our show notes. Like I mentioned last week, there's also a big revamp of our website coming. Head over to noblebrands.com right now so you can be among the first to know when those changes happen. I'm also planning on sending out a copy of a study guide for the Book of Ruth when we're done with this study to all of those who subscribe on the site. Finally, join us again for our next episode. Until next time, love like him, live for him, and reflect his light into this world.